It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. Oh, Delaware Planners, to another exciting episode of the Opix Podcast. I'm your host, Too Stupid to Win. It's the beginning of the week, so that means coming up here shortly, it's going to be T. Davis and B-Dag bringing you great updates from Little Italy, New York, and Little Italy, Fresno. They have a great episode in store for you, and I'm going to call it every episode great because it drives uh thank later up the wall uh don't forget later this week we will have our episode of the podcast where we will be interviewing up lando so make sure you tune in and check that out really looking forward to having him on the show and talk about what he's got going on with his uh youtube and podcasting that he's doing so check that episode out and before we get further into this episode uh, which is episode number 64. The views, information, and opinions expressed on the Epics podcast are solely those of myself, Thank Me Later, T. Davis, B. Dag, and any guests of the podcast, and do not necessarily represent, reflect those of Upland Me, Inc. We are not employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. This episode... Um, T. Davis is going to uh, have an interview with Recurrier, talk about the Metaphors comics release that just happened over the weekend and the metaverse with that. And then they were not able to do a couple episodes there. So it's uh, two weeks of updates that they're going to wrap into this episode. So I'm not going to talk much longer because they have a lot of content to cover. They're going to talk about uh, new employees uh, in important departments here on the Upland team talking about Spark and the scavenger hunt, talking about the Oakland release and uh, speculations there. Coming up, what's what to look forward to. Um, I know they missed, uh, I missed getting this episode out in time for the May 4th Star Wars Day Oakland Wave 2, but still a lot of great information in here. And they always have the up and coming uh, numbers and scouting report that everybody looks forward to. So, I'll stop wasting everybody's time. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at Opex Podcast. And with that being said, T. Davis, show is yours. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the UPX Podcast with T. Davis and B-Dag. I know we've been away for a bit, so it's great to be back. How you doing, B-Dag? Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I kind of missed doing it last week, but we both ran into our own personal issues, so... Uh... Uh, just couldn't do it. So I'm glad to be back this week. I look forward to going through our agenda. Yeah, we got a lot on on on, uh, on the agenda here. And just for just so you listeners know, it's I know it sounds like every time we're missing an episode, it's because T. Davis is moving places, but he's still having housework done. He's in his third Airbnb in like a month. But uh, this one is a long term. We actually signed a, signed a rental agreement, so we're going to be here until everything's finished. So there should be good. No yeah, I haven't. I haven't envied you. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been brutal, but lots to celebrate. Um, we had a, a pretty fantastic week. The um, Metaphorce comics drop was yesterday. That uh, was intense. Yeah, it was. 
a surprising success, I think, by all measures. Well, um, you guys did a hell of a lead up to it, so I'm not surprised that it sold out so fast. Yeah, it was one minute and 50 seconds, um, and it was a lot of community support. It was the Upland community, uh, the Left House community, the Red Planet Art community, the Crypto Monkeys community, the Wax community in general, the Our Planet community. There was there was quite a bit of interest. Man, that's a ton of leverage. Yeah, nice work. Yeah, it was. I actually got the opportunity to uh, have get an interview with Recurrier, and I I have that on tape here. So let's go ahead and take a listen. Right on. Mr. Recurrier, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. Doing real good. Yeah, same. So the Metaforce launch, man. Uh, tell me about what you were feeling that day. Oh, dude, I was I was super excited. Well, I was super nervous at first because there was um, a couple little things that were running late with getting the links up on the site and some other stuff. And people were going nuts in the morning. I woke up and my phone was kind of exploding. And I just had to calm everybody down and be like, listen, it's all fine. I'm talking to the people that I need to talk to. The links are going to be up. It's cool. So there was a little bit of anxiety right beforehand. Once the links got up and everything was ready, it definitely turned to uh, excitement instead of um, nervousness. And so yeah, it, it was like, so then it was building and, and everything. And, um, so we, we started the, the, the pre-launch, uh, show a half hour before it went on sale. So I was on with left house and we were just talking about what was going on. And then we got all ready for the sale. And at this point, I like, I had a good feeling because we had gotten a lot of good vibes, but I still wasn't a hundred percent sure it was going to sell out or if it sold out, how long it would take or whatever. So when it like just went in a flash, I was really like, holy cow. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it would be like that. Can you tell our listeners, uh, do you, do you know what the timestamp was on the sellout? I don't know. I know for sure that, um, I saw it being sold out in under than two minutes, yep. under than two under two minutes. Uh, so it was less than two minutes. Maybe it was a minute and a half. I don't know exactly at that point I was kind of like I, I didn't care about the specific timestamp right it wasn't a goal to sell out fast we had actually done everything we could to slow it down because we wanted as many people to get cards as they could and uh a lot of people who had wanted to get them couldn't get them now we knew we had a small release because we wanted to not flood the market or anything like that and uh yeah, it, it it just went super duper fast and 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 people then started uh, like flipping the packs and there was a secondary sale and then there was a a break for an hour between that and the crafting. So we just talked about like, oh, that went fast, that was great. We had some more guests, we talked about more stuff, what are you gonna craft, whatever. And then the crafting opened, uh, Metafusion is what we called it, and and then stuff just started going crazy, right? It was 
like we all wanted, I, I wanted to go get, you know, some packs open and, and get at least the common champions and maybe some uncommon champions and some other stuff. And then I was looking through um, what I had and I saw, I was just poking through like, oh, did I pick up any legendaries? And I saw, oh man, I have um, Mars in the Pantheon and Essence in le legendary. I can make war drop legendary. Yeah. And the one, <laughs> the one problem I had is I had the number three Pantheon. Sure. Really, really concerned about burning that number three Pantheon. But it was quick enough. I think I had a chance. So I went for it and I got the number one war drop. Nice. And this is all on camera. Like all of this is live. I think I was live with Left House for three and a half hours. Wow. And um, you could see me. I was jumping around like a crazy man. Uh, <laughs> I was super excited. And, um, and then we just kept talking and hanging out and, and, um, Uplando was on there and Uplando, like he, he did a great job. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Uplando because he saw me and Left House were both like, what's going on? This is crazy. This is amazing. So he just took over and he's like, okay, I'm running things. I'm the interviewer, which was great. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of times he asked me questions and I'm like, hold on, hold on. I'm crafting something. <laughs> But um, yeah, and then he started asking, well, what does the secondary market look like? And I'm looking and there's cards selling for $3,000. And there was a guy that went and bought like all of these uh, mythics and he went and crafted mythics out the gate hard. And he was spending like two, three grand on cards that he was using for crafting. So he was then burning. Right, yeah. That one, that one account ended up making three number one mythics and two number two mythics. I think I've seen it in a bundle on the Atomic Hub for sale. Yeah. If he I bundled were... and he put it up for sale for $1.5 million. Yeah, I saw that. That was incredible. Incredible. Um, and, and, then, and then you started seeing like the collector's editions getting bought up and and then I, at some point, I think we saw our first CE get made and it was just crazy. We were like kids. It was just, you know, um, by this point, Mars was on and ADK was on and Bonds was over at his house. So Bonds was on. So it's just all of us acting like <laughs> silly teenagers having just a blast. And every once in a while, Uplando would be like, Hey, we got business to do. We're on our stream here. So it was great fun. It was a great day. Yeah, it was. I can tell you, I had my, uh, my oldest son here and, uh, we were opening packs together and, uh, when the drop started, so I had, he, he understood how all of it works and I told him to hit the start button when it gets to, you know, when it gets to zero and, uh, he did and, I saw the, the big packs sell out at 30 seconds, like right around 30 seconds or so, gone. And uh, we stopped the top stopwatch at one minute and 50 seconds. So that was what we clocked for the complete sellout, which is, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Man. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about the origins of Metaforce. Who came up with the idea for a comic book NFT series? 
Well, kind of it all started. So I was in um, Upland Action News. I had my my blog, um, Upland Uncovered, and uh, Left House is in the Upland Action, or uh, I'm sorry, UCN, uh, Upland Contributors Network. And, and Left House had the Upland Action News. And this was really early on. This is um, nearly a year ago. I don't know, some point. July, June, summer, something like that. Okay. And I went on as a um, guest on, on left house's show. And at that point I still wasn't doing on camera stuff. So I was actually a a audio only guest. Okay. And we just talked about blockchain stuff. Uh, That was it. And um, we talked for a long time. And then after the show, like, you know, he, he finished up the recording and then we just kept talking about all kinds of blockchain stuff and all kinds of different things. And we kind of clicked and hit it off. And from that point, he and I were talking regularly about just blockchain stuff and, and, and a lot of stuff, you know, how Upland connects people to the blockchain and, and stuff beyond Upland and whatever. And so then um, he was like, you got to come on again. And, and, you know, we started a, a relationship and not too long afterwards um i was doing the upland comics thing um and i had this idea initially so let let me just interrupt you right there just for so our listeners who might not know upland comics that is your that's your brand in in upland correct so i founded upland comics um the initial idea was it, it the full name is upland comics and collectibles and my idea was that it would be an NFT gallery and an NFT shop and whatever within Upland. But Upland had talked about at some point having um, like an escrow type service where you could send in physical goods and then it would be uh, made into a representative NFT. And then maybe that NFT, somebody could then trade it in for the physical good or whatever. And I thought like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool I have all these old comics. Wouldn't it be so cool if we eventually figured out a way to take old comics and turn them into NFTs? And then I thought, well, it doesn't have to just be old comics. It can be new comics. Maybe I'll do comic strips. And and I had all of these different ideas. And, and I'm a passable digital artist. I'm not great, but I can't draw to save my life. I can't, I can't do that stuff. And um, Mars had... Uh, his red planet arts but really i kind of think part of what initially kicked us off was the theme song for the upx podcast because i'm i'm in that theme song sure uh, as well as a whole bunch of other people and he had initially said like hey you know are you cool if i use uh upland uncovered and i use your name and i'm like "Yeah, yeah go for it definitely for sure and um so just so we're keeping our listeners online here upland uncovered is your blog correct that was my blog that talked about upland stuff yeah awesome cool and then upland comics was a a comics and collectibles shop that i was going to own in upland and i kind of run them both interchangeably somewhat excellent and 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 so upland comics i have a digital arts i have a collection on wax and i sell different logos and and um comic book cover type stuff and whatever and you know mars and i started talking more and more and he was doing some logos and they were doing like comic book fan art stuff and we both just started talking a lot about it 
and at this time, Mars was also connecting with Left House, and they were talking about doing projects together. And so it, I, we really, we had talked, all three of us had our own brands, and we were talking about like, well, why don't we do a thing where like, I'll do this thing, and you'll do that thing, and your other one, the other guy will do that other thing. And then if you collect the thing from the th three different brands and whatever, and the more we talked about it, you know, we just got to a point where it's like, guys, we've got something real here. Like, let's not monkey around with these three smaller brands. Like, let's put the time in, let's put the effort in, and let's make this real. And so um, it had started with the three of us, and then ADK is the artist that really brings all this stuff to life. He's part of Red Planet Arts, and he works with uh, Mars and and pretty quickly Mars was like hey listen ADK is just as involved with this as I am you know we should make him a founder as well and we said yes absolutely makes sense 100% no question and so I had met you a lot mostly through um, the the Upland LI uh, the New York uh, Little Italy and right yeah and I think I had um, gotten my first, you, you did a thing, uh, uh, a promo, and you gave away a Mulberry Street, and I had won that. That's right. And then I, like, immediately, you and I started talking, and I was like, this is cool. This was after the first wave, but before the second wave, because the, the New York waves had um, Little Italy split in half. So yeah. the north half of Little Italy had gone, the second half hadn't. And so then you and I were like making this plan and it was like, dude, we, when this thing opens, when this last bubble with Little Italy opens, like all our effort is, is to get in there, sell out Little Italy and get as much as we can. And then we'll move on to our individual efforts in the city. And I believe it was something like 17 minutes. Yeah. FSA properties. Right. Yep. And then I just started like, and all the places I'm like, who's got FSA? Who's got FSA? Because I had actually gotten really lucky and picked up a lot of properties on the block for Umberto's. Right. And yeah. So then I was like, this is going to be a thing I'm, I'm going to do. Cause I had a bunch of other little Italy properties and I was just like, I'm going to trade with people. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, um, do whatever I can to buy out that block. And eventually I was successful. So I bought out the whole block around Umberto's except for Umberto's. And then you and me just kept talking, kept collaborating. You were helping me with some um, Upland Comics stuff, giving me good feedback. And then you and I were talking about websites. And that was kind of the one little bit of a hole that we had in Metaphors because what really got us all talking is we all had these skill sets and none sure. of us had everything we needed to do what we needed to do. But if you stuck us all together, we really had it there. And I was managing the web stuff, which, you know, I can do a passable job with like the free sites, but not something of the quality we needed. And you and I were already tight and, you know, you were already friendly with um, left house and Mars. Yeah. And 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 we were all talking we were helping anyway and we were like listen this is a hole and i don't know how to fill it and what about tea and everybody was like 
hell yeah. He's <laughs> awesome. So that was like the quickest conversation ever. <laughs> so, um, so then it was the five of us. Yeah, and, man. And, and then it was just divide and conquer. And we figured out all the different things that we were going to be doing and what we were going to be good at. And, and we put it all together and it's, it's really interesting because I really, I really enjoy Mars and I do a lot of the concept creation together. We talk about how things are going to work, how, what there, there's like this, this um, handoff there where we both, I don't know, it just works really well. We just, we just have brainstorming sessions. We throw stuff against the wall. And when something sticks for both of us, we're like, there it is. That's good. Check it off. And it was just a lot of conversations over months of like, how should we do this? How should we do that? Like, how do we make this um, real? How do we not like burn for the sake of burning? Like we wanted everything to be real and we wanted every decision we made, even on the technical side, to tie into the backstory and the lore and the comics. It was really important that we didn't make any arbitrary decisions. Uh, so we did all that. And then he would come up with concept art. I came up with a little bit of concept branding. I did a little bit of art, but really nothing, really nothing. Um, he really came up with concept art. And then he and ADK would would really work out all of the details. And we got all the characters done. We got all the stickers done. And then we started talking, what do we want for the cards? And and I had an, a certain idea that got incorporated and he had ideas and ADK had ideas about how we wanted the, the different rarities to work and everything. And sure. Yeah. It's such a, and, and left house, like with all the animated stuff, left house gets in and works on all of the animated stuff. He did the um, pack opening video with ADK and, and, uh, the, the Metafusion video, which is is kind of parts of that pack opening video. And yeah, it's just all of us talk and we all have our parts to play and it all comes together really nicely. And so it's, I don't know, it's, it's really, it's really been fun. It's been a lot of hard work because, you know, this is not our full-time jobs right now. Um, we, it would be wonderful if it was something. That right. We well, we're getting there. I think we're getting there. Um, but, you know, we, we, we have jobs, we have families. So this is a lot of like, you know, after you put the kids to bed, you, you spend the next four or five hours, you know, working it. And um, we've both got very uh, considerate and caring partners. I think all of us do. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't be anywhere without the uh, support of uh, Chica 86. For those of you who don't know, uh, Chica 86 is her handle in Upland. That's my fiance, and she's uh, she's amazing. She does it, uh, an incredible job with our kids and supporting me and all of the projects that I'm involved with. So shout out to Chica. Yeah, definitely. So, um yeah, we decided to go for it. Um, you know, we fronted all the money ourselves. Uh, you know, there were some pretty sizable bills that needed to be paid to pull it off. Um, you know, since we had very complex opening and crafting and, and all of these things that we wanted to do with the packs and things that would time out and um, 
you know, just there was so much stuff that we wanted to do that we needed some coding to be done. And we worked with Jonah at Atomic Hub and, um, and, you know, we did some banner ads and some different stuff. And, uh, and, and, and we, we had a really great sale. We're having really great secondary market sales. And now we have uh, some more money to help pay for the website and the web reader for the comics and, and all these other things. And so that's what we're going to do. And we're excited to bring a real comic book to blockchain, you know, long form NFTs. That's, that's our goal. That's what it's all about. So speaking of which, where do you see, where do you see this project Metaphors a year from now? So um, we already have the first two years of episodes roughly laid out. We have the first year of collaborations roughly laid out. We know what brands we're going to collaborate with. We know how they're going to um, tie into the different, um, how the different metaverses are going to tie into our storyline. We did do some construction of certain parts of what we just released based around that long-term roadmap. And so, um, you know, a year from now, we're, we're going to definitely still be um, making issues and we may, you know, if wait, possible, wait, you mean issues right. as in comic issues, we're not issues as in problems. Right, right. <laughs> so yes, the comic will come out um, every two months. We're nice. Looking this summer, probably July, uh, for our first issue to come out. And then um, it'll be every other month, roughly. Uh, hopefully, hopefully dedicated every other month after that. And, um, and then we're going to keep growing. And, and as, the, as the comics go on, there will obviously be more characters that get introduced. When there are enough characters introduced to warrant a second series, we'll have a second series of cards. Um, we're thinking, you know, that that second series might come out later this year. It might be after that. We're not really, really 100% sure on the timing of that. Um, but we also have uh, collaborators we're talking with. So we're going to have some little things come out as well. Um, that'll be, you know, fun and for the fans. And um, really, we want to take this seriously. We want to build a brand that has staying power that is going to be something that people will look back at and say, hey, you know, we're on issue whatever giant number. Well, I was around when these guys right. were on. Yeah. Still reading this. So that's, that's the idea, you know. Um, I have comic books that I was able to to get limited editions or or um, even issue ones because those were just new issues when I was a kid, and I still have those. And um, you know, hopefully, we'll be able to to do that for other people. We we want it to be a brand. We want it to be real. We right, give them that same feeling of 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 knowing that they have the first issued comic from an NFT project called Metaverse, uh, Metaphors that came out in 2021, talking of telling their kids about that, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's what we hope. That's, that's our aim. That's our goal. That's what we want. So. Awesome, man. Well, hey, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for taking this time 
to do this interview with me. Uh, I look forward to everything that's going to come out of this project. And uh, I just want to thank the fans, the supporters, everyone in the Upland community, the Metaforce community, the Crypto Monkeys community, all of the communities that that came together to support this project. Uh, huge shout out to to all you guys. And uh, do you have anything to say to our listeners before we uh, before we go? Uh, just thank you for the support. I mean, uh, our great pack sale yesterday had only a fraction to do with us and everything to do with the people that found value in our work and decided that they wanted to spend their money on what we had to offer. And so that feeling of gratitude from fans and 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 people wanting what you have to give uh is great it's it's wonderful and i i thank each and every person that even down to the people that were just collecting the stickers because they like the art i don't care if you spent a lot of money i don't care if you didn't spend a dime i'm just thank you yep all right all right well thank you so much and we're gonna send it back right on okay thanks recurrier for that info that was awesome yeah man so, all right, well, let's get caught up on our week in Upland and what... Yeah, we... not only do we just have to catch up on two weeks, but a lot of stuff happened, too. So, it's not just two weeks worth. It's like a month and a half. Right. We've got to bust through this thing. Right. All right, so well, what's up first? Have we talked about the new employees yet? I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. So Upland is on a hiring spree, which is awesome because they need a lot of help on the front end and the back end. It's just, it's going out of control. They're, they're a victim of their own success. So the new employees on board, what's that? That's a great way to put it, man. Yeah. A victim Uh, of their own success. That's right. General Mort is a product manager and he has been somewhat active in the forums. You may have seen him around, uh, I don't know specifically what their job roles are, but he is at least keeping Upland, I guess, managed. Yeah, doing a great job Maybe. with uh, communication. I, I would say first and right. foremost, they came out with some pretty f- fantastic announcements for the community detailed, um, you know, and then stuck around after, which not just General Moore, but x1 also it's something that i noticed i know the community as well they post the announcement but then they stay for the questions that inevitably follow that announcement which i really appreciate which is good yeah a lot more engagement helps uh let's see we've also got it's it's spelled chelly wk chelowick but she said something about the name her how it's pronounced like without the c so I'm going to take a stab and say it's something like Heluk. Uh, it's probably Shelley or or something like that in, in whatever language she is named out of. She's a head of operations, so she's kind of the one what makes sure that everybody does the things they're supposed to do. Right. If I'm not mistaken, took point on uh, some of the things that we're going to be talking about here in a second. But uh, yeah, um, taking point on some significant... Uh, backlog of items which is you know it's great I, I would feel that she is uh brought has been brought in to help block unchained with you know everything he had on his plate right right 
Cool. And then the last one who you probably won't see in, uh, in the server very much is Lyudmila, which is a support specialist. And I'm guessing she is on the back end with the Ukrainian team, making sure that uh, those user requests, player requests get taken care of in a much more timely manner. Right. And I believe Andrew is uh, her peer or... That would make sense. On the they same work team. together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. So one of the things that Shelly... Uh, started doing was getting caught up on the backlog of prizes uh, and other things that were supposed to be paid out. How far back were we? We Thanksgiving, we got our stuff for Thanksgiving yeah. prior, correct? Yeah. So we weren't I, that far back. I don't think it went back to 2020. I feel like it was January, maybe early February. Okay, but we did have... Backed up from... Okay, but the Brooklyn... The Main Street drawing for Brooklyn, wasn't that promised last year, or have I just lost all track of time? I think it was this year. I don't know. That's a great question. Okay. I don't feel like it was December, so it wasn't, I could be wrong. It wasn't too bad, but there was at least three, maybe four months worth of backlog that had not been paid out to players. Yeah. And one of those was Block Explorers, and honestly, I can't remember because I don't think I was owed one, so it really wasn't at the forefront of my mind. Uh, but I'm going to look in my account really quick and see if I got, I don't have anything that I don't, wait, there's an ice cream cone. What's that from? Ice cream cone. I got an ice cream cone here. Brooklyn burn already got taken care of. Oh, I got an ice cream cone too. Well, you know where you go to look when, uh, you oh, have vanilla pop up. It says vanilla on it. So it's some kind of, it's vanilla yeah. mode. Yeah, that, uh, celebrating yeah. exit vanilla mode. All right, well, how cool is that? We were uh, right talking on. about backed up stuff, and uh, if you click on your middle menu, the three-dot menu, and you click on assets, you can then scroll over. It's kind of hidden, but there's a block uh, explorers. Forgot and, about that new... Yeah, and you know what? My vanilla feature, it's not there. is not in here. No, so Upland... Uh, it's not showing up in Block Explorers. I can add it as a Block Explorer when I click on my avatar, but it's not under assets. Right, right, right. So, all right. Well, hey, I'll get that fixed. Yeah, yeah. Give them half a commendation for, for getting that out. There we go. Uh, but like I mentioned, Brooklyn Main Street, that drawing did finally happen. And I think that was a consolation prize for the poor release of Brooklyn. And three players who we've never heard of before got that, and only one has claimed it so far. So uh, hopefully those other two get claimed sooner than later so that those don't somehow revert and go into the open market. Uh, we've had that happen way more than once. What else did we have? We have probably some UPEX prizes that were paid out as well. And that is, is that everything we got caught up on? I believe so. I, I feel like there's at least maybe one more block explorer, but I'm not certain. I think on so that. too. And I. Well, whatever. I think maybe. A we're few getting more there. Things. The backlog's lower. Yeah, I think we're missing badges still. Let me zoom in. I, I did get. I got my builder badge, didn't you? I did, and that was for. For Woodwood Park. Okay, perfect. So we're caught up there also. Yeah, I did notice yeah. that. Good deal. Okay. Well, thanks, uh, yeah. Ali. <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of your name. I'm just trying to get that sound out of my mouth. Kelly. 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 Okay, moving on. What else <laughs> did we have? We had the spark-related scavenger hunt. 
which was kind of dogpiled on top of the Oakland release, but we'll get there. That was right. made for a busy day. That was on Friday. Did you get any work done Friday? I, you know what? I know. I, and yeah, me either. Like a fool, I, I, I did work. I normally would have taken off for a release, but um, I didn't, and that was a mistake because I tried to do everything. Um, yeah. And my focus, which... I would probably say your focus was the the scavenger hunt. How did you how did you do there? Oh, show uh, first thing in the morning. It was awful. In fact, uh, I started off a little behind, but thanks to a great team of people who were working together, I got caught up and placed in the top ten. Yeah, as did I. What number did as you did place? You. Because I got number two. Yeah, that's odd. What do you I mean placed, that's odd? I just I placed fourth. I just I don't know. I know usually you're ahead of me. I don't know what happened this time. <laughs> no, it's uh, all good. I don't even know. So shout. I mean, first of all, shout out to to, to Clevet for for winning it all. Clevet too. Boom! That was a big one. That was our biggest scavenger hunt prize ever. Uh, yeah, three point four nine million upics for winning first place. Um, that's just ridiculous. You know what? Side note. I talked to him later. I yeah. said, how'd you do with Oakland now that you got that 3.49 mil? He says, honestly, all I could get was a single downtown. Like, yeah. Oh, dude. So, yeah. so uh, he'll be he'll be ready for, for wave two. Right. He's Scrooge McDuckin in it right now. Yeah, he is. All right. And then Fresno, they also had one. Uh, San Francisco scavenger hunt was done in what? 10, 12 minutes, something like that, if that. Yeah, I don't know that we timed it, but... No, but it was pretty quick. Yeah, uh, we hustled through it. Fresno took quite a bit longer, but uh, Cow Tippers was the uh, was the dominant one there. He got 300, or she, or they, or it got 344,000 for getting first place in the Fresno side of the scavenger hunt. So nice work there. I hope you did okay in Oakland as well. Yeah, I wish we would have known that. Did you register for both? I just realized. I did, we I did register for both. I knew I wasn't going to win both by any means. I, yeah. didn't even, uh, I didn't even think that I would win one of them, and I didn't. I got a little extra spark for coming in second, but I figured, you know what, free block explorer, that's got to be worth something someday. And so I not? just realized that I registered for both and did not complete Fresno at all. That's how oh. busy I got. So it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Maybe somebody will sell me their Fresno Block Explorer, so I have it. Well, that's a nice uh, 2,000 Epix donation you made to the community pool. Yeah, I sure did. (laughs) All right, um, moving on. Let's talk about what happened later that day after the right so we finished up uh finished up scavenger hunt and looked at the clock yeah i think that's right it it was going to be about 40 to 45 minutes till oakland was going to release excuse me now this wasn't the first shot at oakland releasing if you've been around for oh a month or so you know they tried to release oakland before and it was a typical snafu i guess i shouldn't say typical that's not very nice but partly it's it's a problem again of, of their own success, not being able to handle the user load. Um, they, let me just, I I said this last episode that, that we did on it. And I I just want to say it again for anybody who's coming into this game, listening to this podcast, it might not be familiar with what's actually going on in 
other NFT projects okay. and, and, and games in this space. And it's just not ready for the amount of users that are, are trying to all do the same thing in each project. If yeah, this right. were a streaming service or, or if this was a PlayStation game, something that has a long history and, you know, have gone through all of the troubles and, and the bumps and, and bruises uh, of, of growing, then, it, you know, they, they wouldn't be experiencing these things. But this is, you know, this is all, all groundbreaking stuff that's going on here, these blockchain games interacting with the the blockchain at the speed and in the volume and you will see this everywhere you go and yeah that's right we're we're in a yeah. horse and buggy world and everybody here is trying to invent a car right now i think the last episode i said <clears throat> and tomorrow will be the tops mlb drop and i don't anticipate that going well it's, yeah that go yeah that went worse than i could mm -hmm. have ever predicted it was it was terrible it right was, and i tried to participate i just did not yeah have any success and every you know the, some of them are, are getting better but it's you just you got to expect it if, if it's something that's going that seems like it's going to be very popular and attract a lot of attention you have to expect it to not go smoothly so I want to give a, a very quick uh, shout out to Uplift. You know, this is the the new one that's built on the Minecraft. Right. World, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. So Uplift, uh, they're they're still in alpha, and they have been claiming to have some issues as well. Well, they've got four different worlds, something like that. Uh, four different yeah, maps that you can play in. Which would be four different Minecraft servers, I think, for anybody who's familiar with that. Correct me but if I'm wrong. But it wasn't, apparently. Oh. I'm trying to follow along best I can. And even this early in the game, they said, you know what? We need each of these maps on a completely different server. Um, and I don't know what exactly that means if they put them on entirely different systems, but that may be something for the for the Uplend team to consider, you know? Each market needs to be on a completely different server so that you don't have traffic from Brooklyn affecting Oakland, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't see. I just I don't know if you can do that. I, but well, you do it mid-flight. Mid-flight, you uh, you right. transfer the transfer them over to the other server. I don't know. Yeah, it's something to think about. But cool. Glad to hear that they're figuring it out as they go. I think a lot of a lot of projects are doing just that. Yeah. Right. So the first time the Oakland release happened, it was super laggy. Uh, they started, what they usually do is they go with the non-collection and the lowest collection properties first. Then if everything goes well, they go up to the next tier. And then if everything goes well, they go up to the next tier. Uh, well, that first Oakland release got delayed and delayed and delayed by a couple of hours. Finally, they released it and it was uh, non-collection properties and Piedmont neighborhood for lack of a better word, it's actually a separate city, but uh, Piedmont <clears throat> collection, and it was just super laggy. I was still able to get five or six properties, but finally they cut it. The general, uh, the chat in the general channel was just on fire. So they killed it. They tried later. Uh, they said they would do it later. What they ended up doing was a stress test. They fixed some stuff and did a stress test. Well, during that first release, they reported they had about 5,500 players participating. 
And then they did the stress test and it was pretty terrible. And then they reported that they had 5,200 players participating down from 5,500. So then they fixed some more stuff, did another stress test, which still for me was not that great. And there had been 4,100 players participating. Uh, then they introduced CAPTCHA. And I think that was of uh, something that's been long awaited that we needed. Finally, finally, we've got something to keep any botting to a minimum and just put a little bit of check and balance in place. So by the time they finally did the full wave one of Oakland, it went decently well for me. How'd it go for you? I did okay. In... It was still laggy. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I did okay, honestly, in all of them. It, it wasn't, not, nothing was as bad as the first Brooklyn one. True, yeah. Um, well, in this full wave release, 3,000 players participated. So they'd gone from 5,500 players down to 3,000, made a bunch of improvements, and the experience was a little bit better. Those numbers worry me just a little bit almost half of their players backed off and potentially the captcha kept some of the multi-accounting and the botting away but i think frustration kept a bunch of others away so i think some of the improvements that we felt were due to almost half or a little more than half of the players participating in the actual release versus the first attempt right right i which is why we need a server for every single market right i i would say that the the captcha played a, a significant role because we saw a, a very similar, you know, drop off in Alien Worlds when they implemented their captcha. Oh yeah, and yeah, it was it was really significant, and they're continuing to to really fight against multi accounts and uh, <clears throat> and botting uh, pretty, you know, pretty significantly, and and their numbers are they're still really high but you could see the, you can see the drop off and so, right and that's that seems like a success to me if captcha was implemented and you know before we're we're losing 300 800 players or something then we lose 1100 players because captcha was implemented i don't right. see how that could have been anything other than some botting and multi-accounting going on right right so tell so me that's how, good how did you actually how did you do property wise in the, I guess the, the full release. Yeah, I did. Okay. I got a couple of shafters. Actually, I got five of them. And I think some of that success was due to the fact that the lines are drawn so poorly that there are properties outside a shafter that actually do count. So I had an outpost over there on the border on the other side of the freeway. And I ended up getting a property there because I think nobody else was really considering those were shafter properties. So that was good. And then my block explorer was already halfway through Shafter by the time they unlocked. So I just, I minted what I could. And then it just, everything was turning light blue. Uh, then when they went up to the next tier, I moved over to International Boulevard. I had a couple of outposts way down on the south end and I was able to mint about five there. But that was it as far as the collections. I could not get anything else. I tried for College Ave and everything kept getting minted in front of me. I didn't see any block explorers, even though I had that setting on. But stuff just kept getting minted in front of me. Finally, after the whole melee was over, I just went around finding any other properties that were unminted anywhere and just started minting stuff. Uh, so I got, I don't know, maybe 20 properties 
Wow. 25 properties. Wow. That's a lot. And hey, you know what? We, I guess we haven't really talked about this now. So you said you got a bunch of shafters. So I'm one short and I have one extra Temescal. Can I, can we yeah. trade? Yeah, we could work that out for sure. Great. All right. I'll do that right now here. Um, uh, let's take care of it later so I can look through <laughs> and see exactly which shafter I want to get rid of. Yeah. So uh, ping, ping me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had the same issue with the borderlines. Um, uh-huh. That's why yes. I have. That's why I have. I so I didn't even realize as as stupid as this sounds and as experienced as I should be at this. I bought two in Shafter when I thought I was buying in Temescal. Dude, and, I even warned you five minutes beforehand. Watch the property lines. Yeah, and you know. You're just in a rush. Things are, are lighting up green. You're yep. just trying to fight the next person for minting it. Oh, crap. Bye, 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 bye. Yeah. And, you know, I knew I was buying collection properties. I just didn't know where they were at. And so yeah, I ended right. up with uh, uh, two in Shafter, a bunch in Temescal. I was aiming for all Temescal, but. Well, that's not bad, though. At least you erred into another collection instead of erring completely into right, yeah. burner properties. Right. And then how did you do with the other more sought after? As it progressed, they went from limited to exclusives to rares. Right. You know, in Brooklyn, I was so disappointed and disillusioned by trying to fight for Dumbo and just having the system go laggy and watching everything turn light blue in front of me. When I tried to pull up a property card, it would just spin and spin and spin and nothing happened. I decided I wasn't even going to try. I went up to College Avenue because I had a little outpost there and thought I'd give one or two a shot. But this time I expected absolutely zero and I was not disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I, so I, I got nothing. Yeah, I didn't. I, well, so I said on one of the episodes that Broadway was going to be my go-to. Right. Since I am a firm believer that they at one point do a multi-city collection. Yeah. Right. And so I did, in fact, score a Broadway collection, nice. a full one. But I, there's something about this that I feel like. There's a lot of people out there that are having the same issue. So I added all three of these to my collection. Okay. And I didn't notice until just recently I went back to my properties and they're not showing as if they're collecting the boosted earnings. Uh-oh. And they've been in the collection since I minted them. I, I minted three of them and they went right in. And from what I've heard, so if you're experiencing this, I would, I would definitely implore you to do the math if you know how to do that. Um, I I'm not going to because I I I'm just I'm not going to. But I've so heard, you know what a good you know what a good quick check is. Sorry to interrupt. Go. If you open up your you go to the uh, three dots at the bottom and you hit your properties tab, as you scroll through that list, if something is getting earnings you'll see it in green you'll see you know the address the city the price you paid and then right. the earnings if the earnings is green you're getting it um but yes it might behoove you to double check some of those you expect to get earnings on to make sure well so i'm not that's a good point actually i 
I didn't check here. That's a good point. But from what I understand, um, somebody did do the math, and they said that it was just a UI error, and it okay. was not, in fact, the um, earnings. And wasn't, I wasn't can, the yeah, look, at, see, this is why I keep you around, B Dag. You're, you're brilliant, and <laughs> yes, if you go into where B Dag just pointed you to the. A three dot menu, the properties tab, and then scroll through and find your collections. You'll see the big bright green on your Broadway collection, and see that you are in fact collecting it. So it's showing it's showing there, which is great because one of those Broadways was you know over four hundred thousand upics, and that's not something that I like to leave earnings wow. on the table with. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's. What a, what a brilliant way to, to, to verify it. I feel bad for anybody who did the math. <laughs> yeah, well, it's always good to check those things by hand, too. Right, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess this could be a UI error just as easily. Right. But that's fantastic, man. Good call. And other than other than those three Broadway exclusives, I was. Did, were you able to get any any of the red rare properties? Nah, not at all. I tried it. I tried on the College Ave, but didn't try too hard, and just walked away with what I got. So I got nothing red. Yeah, I lucked into one uh, Grand Ave. Nice. Um, tried to get did more they, than one, but yeah, did they get those fixed? As far as some of them counting and some of them not. I guess I should go through and check I a little saw here and there. in the Discord. So somebody had asked me. I don't remember who it was. I bet you I can go look and, and find out. But somebody asked me if it was left out of the collection, would it be added back? And I told them it's unlikely. And I was wrong. Thankfully, I was wrong. Yeah. Because they had pinged me in the feedback channel saying that they in fact did get it added. So it's sounding oh, like good. they are fixing those. If you have a property that you feel like should belong in the collection and you can justify it and it's, it's legit, I would say reach out to the support team because it looks like they are fixing them, which is fantastic. Yeah. I'm scrolling through. It was Grand Ave. Pretty much everything was in there, but West Grand Avenue, as you're going West, uh, at the freeway, what freeway here? The Williams Freeway and Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, going west of that, it was real hit and miss as to what properties, what Grand Avenue properties were counted. But as I click through here, I said, oh, nope, there's a Grand Avenue that's still missing. So I think they got a lot of work to still do on that. I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. If it says Grand or West Grand, it better be in the collection. I would agree with that 100%. Yep. Now, as far as the lines being all messed up and other properties like my shafter that's not in shafter, uh, I guess I won't be really disappointed if they fix that and make it correct. Yeah. But I won't be disappointed if they don't fix it either. Because, well, what, where, would it, it, where would it go? Uh, that one is in a, a non-collection neighborhood, actually. Oh. It's in Fairview Park, just north of shafter. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, okay. Well, speaking of collections, I did something a little different since we have the wave, the second wave coming up. 
on cool. Tuesday. When is <clears throat> actually? Let's read that time and date it's out. It's eleven for... p.m. Pacific time. So at so that's... night for yeah, this most is late. people. Um, right. So eleven p.m. PDT in CET. I'm going to look this up for Europe. That's going to be like eight a.m. Monday morning uh, in Central European time. Man, I hope I did that right. I know I messed this up on a previous episode. But that'll be 11 p.m. West Coast, 2 a.m. East Coast, 8 a.m. Europe, uh, probably between 6 and 9 a.m. throughout all of Europe. Very good. Very good. All right. So what I did was I pulled the numbers on the minted properties in the most sought out collections in Oakland being the rare and the exclusive and I pulled the minted numbers and then the total numbers and worked out a percentage to see what had gotten minted already right because this is going to give us an idea of um you know what what the most scarce collections are what you should maybe be gunning for what you should maybe put at the bottom of of your list because there's there's more of them and there's a a slight chance that you might be able to collect that yeah the other ones so going through we'll start with downtown downtown i had 110 properties minted there are 283 total and that's 38 percent minted and owned so well, that's nice yes 62 percent or 173 properties are will be available when they get that unlocked probably doesn't account for any of the historical oakland but then again there's not a ton of those so i think we could still say it's a safe bet there's going to be at least 270 yeah downtowns which is still more than double what's been minted already so speaking so that's of a good start historical oakland yeah. Only 10 of those got minted. How many are there total? 40. Ooh, that's a tough one to get. So 25% got minted. Yeah. So if you didn't get one, your chances theoretically are better in wave two. Right. <clears throat> Grand Ave is the one of the other rares. We have 107 of those minted out of a possible 297 leaving 64 percent left so 36 percent minted 64 percent left so far this is good it's only like a quarter to a third that's been right minted. yeah college ave has 40 minted out of 108 so college ave historical oakland is that's if you want to take a shot on that that would be, you know, that's going to be the one that you're likely going to miss on, but it's by far the most scarce. There's only, there's only 30 left. College Ave is going to be your next scarcest collection. You, You only have 68 of them to mint. And then next would be, uh, let's see here, hundred and a hundred and ninety Grand Ave to a hundred and seventy three downtown. So uh, that sounds fairly close. Yeah. Also taking into account there's some overlap with Grand Ave running through downtown. 
Yeah. So I'm not sure where I would where I would go there. Actually, there's only three. It looks like there's only three properties that are both Grand Ave and downtown. Oh no, here's an errant one for there could be up to six of them. Cool. So if you're looking for a Grand Ave downtown combo, that's gonna be tight. Yeah, it is. There's only six, but the overlap there. Now, get you either or. Looking at our exclusives, obviously there are a bunch more. Our most scarce is Telegraph Ave. There's been 126 minted out of a possible 301 for a, a total of 42%. Now, this is not only the, the scarcest. Yeah, this is not only the most scarcest exclusive. It's was the most minted at 42%. Mm. So that's what I would put on the top of my list. If I were aiming for exclusives, I'd go Telegraph yeah. Ave because you kind of nope. have to it's do or die there with, with them. And that's a good one too, because it runs through Shafter and Temescal neighborhoods as well as downtown. So these numbers we're reporting again, they're, a lot of it's doubling up because even though 126 out of 301 Telegraph's Avs have been minted, uh, some of those are going to be downtown as well. So the numbers really are going to be a little bit less than what we see here as far as unique properties. I don't even know how to start on looking at the odds if they run through a collection, uh, like a neighborhood collection. Right. So take these numbers for what they're worth and then realize that they could be even just a touch more rare. Sure, sure. Now, my favorite, uh, Broadway, yep. had 118 minted, which 118 out of 328, which it's looking like that. If you take the anomaly of historical Oakland out, because 10 of 40, like that's 25%, but yeah, whatever, it's well. only 10 and out of 40. So you take that one out of the equation, then Broadway was the least minted at 36%, or one of the least minted with 328 properties and only 118. For whatever reason, people weren't going for Broadway and... Like I love, I I love it. I'll go pick up another collection on Tuesday. If people don't want to mint Broadway, that's cool. I'll take it for sure. Right on. Yeah. Um, Grand Lake was the one of the most popular. Also, two hundred and forty-three minted out of five hundred and eighty-six. Now, five hundred eighty-six is is getting up there. There's only the you know International Boulevard is the only collection out of all of these that have had more but uh 41 percent right. of grand lake was minted that's not a big neighborhood even by no and yeah. it may be really easy to get like neighborhoods especially if, if everything's gonna unlock at once which i don't know how it's going to go but if it does like neighborhoods are always going to be the easiest to mint in because everything is your, your explorer range is always going to touch a property. You don't have to right. worry about drifting. Or, the density or, there. Yeah, right. I had a way easier time minting all those shafters than I did the uh, International yeah. Boulevard. Yeah, the streets are tough. Like the streets, you can drift too far in one direction and then be out of range. Right. Uh, International Boulevard had 287 minted out of a total of 776 I didn't realize that street it was that long. Oh yeah, man, it goes uh, well, it goes south out of town. 
Yeah, that's that's wild. pretty long when it goes from Lakeside Park, or well, from Grand Lake, the lake itself, not the neighborhood. I think that's Grand Lake. Yeah, anyway, it goes pretty... from the lake uh, all the way southeast out of town. Biggin. Right. So the, I would say out of all of these, that's going to be the one that you have the, the, the best chance of, of getting. Right. Now, here's the mistake I made uh, since they're releasing the properties by rarity. Uh, I could have minted probably four or five more shafters, but I was trying to save some funds for the next tiers up. And of course, it just got harder and harder. So I ended up having 200,000 upics unspent even after I went through and bought a bunch of just random properties that, that needed to be minted, I could have bought a whole lot more shafters. And when you look at the market value on some of this stuff, uh, shafter was hovering around 100K right after wave one was done, but it's since cooled down to about 50K. However, after wave two is done and there are no more shafters left to mint, I feel like that price is gonna go back up from 50 to 60, 70, 80 floor right at least so grab if you're if you're in it for the flips absolutely grab what you can leave a little left over for a higher tier but don't leave so much like i did well let, so you're, you're talking about floor prices on, on collections and right. you know what's really going to impact a, a lot of this or at least it should is what was announced today the opening of of two new cities oh, i'm so excited staten island which you know, I, I like that they're opening Staten Island. It's one of the five boroughs. I'm big on New York City. I, I love it. It's not a huge fan that it's a starter city. I would have liked to seen maybe something a little further up, further north, like a, a Yonkers or an Albany or something right. that you had to actually travel <laughs> to get to. Like similarly, how, how Fresno is to San Francisco, got to get on a train. Um, and, and speaking of, you know, transportation to the starter city of there, a bus or, I mean, what? Yeah. Uh, off, I guess it's a magic floating bus that drives over. I, I, I don't mean a magic floating bus. There's well, a bridge that connects Staten Island to Brooklyn. There's a Verrazano Narrows bridge, but the ferry from Manhattan to, Staten Island. Oh, that's right. That's the hub. That's the transportation hub. So you got to go to Manhattan and then somehow get to is where I mean, that's what we were on. That's what we were. We were led to believe. I, I know certainly San Yika was they told them at the time that the future cities opening up there will all be going to Grand Central. Station. Well, maybe what you got to do if you're in Brooklyn is get to Atlantic Terminal, go back to Grand Central Station, and then you get on the bus from there that has a dedicated HOV lane all the way through Brooklyn back into Staten Island. Right. I mean, just think of the mechanics, <laughs> the, the, the awful, I mean, and I understand why they were, they were done the way they were, that they, they yeah. were, you know, they, they changed things so that way this landmark train terminal didn't get skipped over. So you fly into Queens you have to teleport to Manhattan and then you take Manhattan uh, subway to, to, to Brooklyn. But if you're, if you're now just think of this, if you're, if you're flying in, you're, you're landing in Queens, you're teleporting to the train terminal. How are you getting to Staten Island? 
you should be taking the ferry like everybody else that would be getting to Staten Island. Uh, yeah, if you land in JFK, you're going to go due west on the highway. Right. And cross so, the bridge. Yeah, I, I don't know where, where this bus is going. I, like you said, I guess it's taking that the, the bridge. I, I, I don't know. Well, here's uh, not a yeah, huge fan like a, of the bus to Staten Island. I'm just I guess not, there. but but uh, it looks like there's there's a ferry in real life. What you would do is you take the subway from Grand Central to the southern tippy tip of Manhattan, and you get on the ferry to go across. Who knows? Right. So that is what it is, and. We'll see how that unfolds. Let's talk about Bakersfield. Well, let's first, because we got off, off topic here. I, okay. I, what do you, how do you think these cities are going to affect the, the pricing floors? And well, let's see. So Staten Island. Yeah, Staten Island's going to be a starter city, right? Correct. Uh, Staten, Staten Island to me is like the forgotten borough. Like, I'm, I'm from the West Coast, okay? I'm from Oregon. Sure. Um, New York City is Manhattan to me. And if you ask me to name the rest of the bur boroughs, sure, I can go uh, Bronx and I think Brooklyn and Queens and what? Uh, isn't Long Island a borough <laughs> or, or something like that? Staten Island. What is Staten? I've never heard of Staten Island. I don't know. It's kind of like the redheaded stepchild. Apologies to the redheaded stepchildren out there. I don't think that the Wu-Tang Clan would appreciate that. I'm sorry. Uh, regardless... <laughs> Uh, sure. Seems like a good place for a starter city to me. I mean, as I, I looked around it before a little bit and it, to me, it looks like one gigantic suburb. Like I can't even find a downtown. Maybe there's a downtown at the West end of the Verrazano bridge, but I don't know. To me, it just seems like, Oh yeah, we're kind of a city that happened because Manhattan's nearby. Uh, I know again, Wu-Tang clan, <laughs> not going to like me, but that's my perception. I'm sorry. That's what it is. I'm being I'm being honest here. Um, being a starter city, though, tells me that it should be similar to Fresno in price. However, we're also talking the New York City marketplace. So in real life, um, the homes in Staten Island are about half the price of Manhattan. Yeah. But based on Fresno to San Francisco, I would expect them to be somewhere between an eighth to a tenth. So what were we looking at in Manhattan? We were looking at, I mean, 300 was... Well, there were a hundred, yeah, there were some pro, uh, neighborhoods that were a hundred upics per up squared, but even before the collection multipliers, it went up easily to a thousand, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did. So I guess I would expect somewhere between obviously 20 to, and that even seems high saying 20. I don't know. Maybe it would go as high as 50 because it's New York city. Right. You know, Fresno was between 11 and 19. I'm guessing maybe Staten Island's going to be between 15 and 50. You think? I don't know. That's a total wag, man. Uh, wild ass guess. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that unfolds. They prove me wrong for sure. I'd like to see it lower, but I don't know. Again, the only reason I say it's that high is because it's New York. So I got some wild speculation for you. Yeah, speculate wildly. In our UCN channel, before all of this was announced today, and just for clarity, we don't get any information that 
gives us any kind of advantage or we, we were all surprised to hear this, but yeah, the little sure. hint that we got was that these cities were picked for a unique reason. And okay. uh, shout out to Gabi, who's in the UCN. If you guys know Gabi, he's a community hero, always helping out the new players in the, in the new players channel and in general. He pointed out to me that that comment was made, that these two cities were picked for a unique and unique reason or reasons you know how you put S in parentheses when it can mean one or multiple? Yeah, right, right. Right, and so it, that 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 was just, it, it was odd, right? Like, why wouldn't you say they both have a reason? Why okay. would you allude to maybe there's only one reason that they yeah. picked? Okay. And I don't think there's anything special or unique about Staten Island, it's one of the five boroughs that we all expected coming. We, I, I expect Queens to be next, right? Sure. So the, the unique reason would then fall on Bakersfield. And he pointed out, Gobby did, that uh, mining of gas and oil is oh, snap. pretty prevalent in Bakersfield. And as the month of May comes to a close, I believe we're going to get property development and we're going to get a spark release, which the spark is the token that is used for building. And there'll be a spark airdrop where the players who were around for the snapshot back in October will get a, you know, designated amount. Oh, uh, finally. And those players who have won it like we just did in the scavenger hunt will will receive theirs but then the other other method of, of obtaining spark would be to mine it and so are we connecting these right. dots here now is bakersfield known for mining <laughs> oil and gas going to be the area that you will travel to to mine spark yeah, that's a hell of a good point, but it makes me still wonder why do we have so many, <clears throat> so many locked properties outside the neighborhood boundaries of Fresno? So I think those are also ripe for minting. I've always, uh, for mining, I've always thought they were ever since I discovered that. Right. But unfortunately, they have been stated to not have, I don't know if you caught that, but those were explicitly denied as mining properties. Well, why do we have all these locked properties outside of Fresno? Yeah, all right. yeah. I I don't know. Um, I I I know that I looked it up, and I know that I corroborated what uh, Gabby had already researched, and mm -hmm. I think that uh, that's going to be. I, I'm I'm all in on his prediction that that's what we're going to see is mining in Bakersfield. Yeah, that's a good point. Cool. Yeah, they got a big old oil field yep. out there. The Kern River oil field, huge oil field outside of Bakersfield that's desolate other than mining rigs. Yes, sir. So, all right, let's go through the rest of our bullet points of what we have hey. coming up here. So, on Tuesday, May the 4th, <laughs> which is also what, Star Wars Day? That's right. May the 4th be with you. Uh, 11 p.m., we, we already said the time, we'll say it again, 11 p.m. Pacific, Oakland Wave 2. Uh, the next day is the uh, Cinco de Mayo celebration. 
and uh, looks like you added some notes here. Yeah, you know, that's a completely American holiday. I did not know that. Mexicans don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo. It's not even their Independence Day. Cinco de Mayo is like the celebration of some small stronghold uh, being taken over from the Spaniards, I think. I don't even know. It's it's kind of like if we celebrated the Battle of the Bulge sure. with a bunch of drinking and hamburgers or something. Right. Wait, the what you say? Yeah, the Battle of the Bulge. Look it up. <laughs> Nobody remembers it. Anyway, yeah, Cinco de Mayo. And we got Spark. We already mentioned that. Um, and property development, it's all coming. Um, what's this Upic store improvement that you have jotted down here? Yeah, that was something that uh, I think Shelly mentioned as coming up soon. It's, um, you know, when we had that wizard block explorer for buying 100,000 Upics, yeah, mm-hmm. and some of us didn't get it, and then we had a terrible time trying to get the promised refunds. So they mentioned something about queuing for these, and I think that's a fabulous idea. You you click that button and instead of an immediate payment, you're thrown into a queue. And if you happen to be the number 101 that clicked that button, it won't even take your payment to start with. I think cool. that's fantastic. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's how all the other drops operate. Yes. So thank you for that. Dev team. Yeah. So I see that you have some, some notes that we kind of already talked about Staten Island, 125,000 props. Okay. And then I see you have Bakersfield and in uh, just a little notation here that it, well, you feel like it's going to open the, the LA market. What, what? Yeah. Why not, man? I mean, okay. Look at the distance from Fresno to San Francisco. Right. And then look at the distance from Bakersfield to Los Angeles. Right. And did they, uh, did they say more cities were coming other than these I, two? Did they say I don't, four? No, oh, maybe. Somebody mentioned something about that somewhere. I did not pick up on that. I just saw Bakersfield and Staten Island, and I went woot woot. Yeah. That's a there good. may be more coming, but you know, if you're going to open up uh, other markets, I think Bakersfield, I don't, why would Bakersfield be part of the San Francisco market? Yeah. I'm looking at the announcement here, the Medium article. All right. Oh, there was a medium article. I should have read that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The distance from Bakersfield to Los Angeles would be about the same amount of travel time by train. Yeah. It San does Francisco say two Fresno. more in addition to okay. Staten Island and Bakersfield. It says later in May, we are planning for the exciting release of two new hub cities. So that makes me feel like. So I'm going to put some heavy weight on LA then. If Bakersfield is opening. So, so being a hub means that the. The city that's going to be opening is going to be a large high tier. That's right. And San Francisco's a high tier. Oakland's a mid. Fresno's a low tier. Boom, it's done. So Houston and LA? Houston would be awesome because they got a million properties in the city. Finally, it would be something that wouldn't like, you know, mint out in a day and a half. Is that what we're calling? We're going to call Los Angeles and then... Out of LAX, you can fly to to Houston? No, I'm not putting a whole lot of weight on Houston. I think they should, but I don't think they will. I, I'm going to put a... Or will it be Hong Kong? Yeah, I think we need... We finally need a city outside the U.S. I put a lot of weight on L.A. 
Yeah, but you know what? We can have, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. I, I feel like we should maybe throw out a, a Google form and, and, a, and a challenge and see what people think. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Hong Kong, I think, is a really good play because of the graphics that show up when you open Upland. But I still don't think that that is a convincing argument. Uh, as you know, our dev team is from Germany. I could definitely see Berlin being another city that would open up. Sure. And, you know, the Eiffel Tower is also on the opening screen. So if you're going to say, oh, Hong Kong, yeah, it's got to be Hong Kong, you should also say Paris. I understand the desire for Hong Kong because when you open that up, you're going to bring it into a market where there's people that have so much money. And Hong Kong would be a super expensive city anyway. So that would be one way for the dev team to really start raking in some capital by opening up Hong Kong and uh, appealing to residents of Hong Kong. Yeah. So, all right, man, we are running a little long here since the, the career interview uh, is okay. going to push this episode. So anything we should skip or just bundle here? I'm just going to blaze through here really quickly. Right. So I wanted to just cover some of the top sales in Oakland that we saw in the secondary market. And we did have some monsters. We had, what is this? Four properties sell for over or at a million upics. Um, yeah. Ben XW4L bought a Oakland down, and these were all, all of them were Oakland rare properties. Paid mm -hmm. out 1.25 million for a, an Oakland downtown Broadway combo uh, off of Blue Bear 314. Um, Rich seven eight three, Rich S seven eight three bought College Ave property off of Phil Phil Alex for one point one. Pretty much, it's a weird long number. I'm not going to read all of that. We'll just call it yeah. one point two. There you go. Uh, Brett Gerber bought an Oakland downtown property off of Luke One for a million even. Cloth K, Cloquet. C-L-O-U-G-H-K uh, bought in Oakland downtown off of Surrey. Uh, shout out Surrey with the big wow, sale. Nice. A million upics even. And then Jocelyn bought a College Ave property. Oh, look at that. Rich S783 is on here twice. I wonder if he flipped any of these. Uh, the property ID is not the same, what you've got written down. He bought a College Ave and he yeah. sold College Ave, but it doesn't look like the same ones. So maybe he upgraded his College Ave. Right, yeah, 787,000 upics, that property. Oh, you big for. rollers. Yeah. Um, we didn't run the, obviously, because we didn't do an episode, the total sales, mean, median, mode, but we did back on the 19th. And in Oakland that week, we had... 1,949 sales compared to this week. Uh, so I only, I didn't do two weeks. I just, I ran it for one week. We had 3,594 sales. So almost double. Well, which makes sense because a lot more properties right. got minted. A lot more got more minted. secondary market. Um, things skyrocketed all over the place. The mean, which is the, uh, your average, shot up to 27 pretty much 28k which is a crazy if you think about it, like that was the average price um when it was you know 12k last time we ran these right. numbers uh the median which is the number right in the middle of the data set 
the last time it was 8,500. We're now looking at 12,500. And the mode, the number that it appears most frequently in the data set, which when you're dealing with property sales, that's the one that was most likely the floor for a while or the, right. you know, it's, it was the one that was purchased most. And that was 9,999 upbigs. And just looking at that number, that's definitely a floor number. Yeah. The floor at the moment is 9490 as far as uh, upbigs yeah. offerings go. So probably spiked up and dropped back down, but uh, you know, that's up 2000 upbigs from the last time we did it. Uh, right. Two weeks ago, it was 8,000. So I will be looking forward to see what these numbers show us when we do this again on the following Sunday after after the wave two. Right. And which that takes us into. Uh, so I'm going to do the scouting report a little bit differently because over these Jeez, last two man. weeks, I, I've had personally. You got like 120 names in here. Yeah, a ton of support from the community. A a lot of it had to do with the Metaphors drop, but it wasn't just that. It's, you know, there's some really phenomenal people that you get to meet in this community, and a lot of them are more than deserving of a shout-out on the podcast. So I have 21 names, I think, here roughly, uh, to read through right. and let me settle in here. Of, I'm going to do kind of quickly and I probably won't do as much of a recap as to why they're on there. But uh, here we go. Um, first up, we have Roar at Me Trippy Flows. Um, <clears throat> this user is a phenomenal artist and has his own NFT label on Atomic Hub, and the art is incredible. Um, I can't wait to show it off and, and promote it. Now that uh, I've said, uh, now that I've given them a shout out, I'll be sure to uh, pump his artwork and his stuff in, in the server. Uh, Kong Phantom and Poison are in real life friends, I believe. Right. Uh, these guys came in and are just on fire. They're, they're an incredible duo, um, super hyped, super driven to succeed. And I, I know for certain that they will in not only Upland, but in the NFT game in general. Uh, yeah. su- super dope, uh, M Hustle, Mount Doomy, Slow Boy, <laughs> Louisville Snuggler, DC Ringo, Doctor Profit, Plasty, Zamara, uh, Polo Plop. It's a long name. I can't read all of that, but you guys will know Polo Plop from the NFT other channel, and this is where most of these. Uh, subsequent names will be from uh, Enrilif- Lefty, Trevace, Sherazad, Van. I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce all of those A's, but I did. Vishsticks, right. uh, Shavalo, Lonesome Frog, and that one guy A. Um, shout out to all of these guys, all, all of these players, um, for being an awesome community, helping each other through this crazy NFT world and supporting each other and supporting me and metaphors and upland and uh, i just wanted to thank as many people as i could in this episode because we really do appreciate um you know the, the community for what it is if i missed anybody i am very sorry and if i missed you you can ping me and i won't miss you next time 
Yeah, we'll pick you up next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm going to need some more names now for the next episode. All right. So before I send it back to uh, too stupid, do you have anything for our listeners? Ah, uh, no, I got nothing to add. Good luck on wave two. Make yeah. sure that you set your positions and you're ready to yeah. meet. I agree that uh, if you're listening to this before wave two and you need any advice on what you do, feel free to hit myself, uh, BDAG, or any one of the community veterans, heroes, leaders that we have out there uh, up in DM or in uh, the chat, and we'll be more than happy to, to guide you through it. And with that, I'm going to send it back to you too, stupid. All right. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate the work you guys put in getting prepared for each and every episode. Great information, great tips, great insight. Uh, Always look forward to listening to what you guys have put together. As always, follow us on the Avex Avex podcast at Twitter. Check out Avex.world for all the data needs. Make sure you're subscribing to our podcast so you know when you get a new show new show posted make sure you rate and leave a review if you're on spotify or apple and we will read reviews on the podcast and check out the episode coming up later this week where we will interview uplando and then following that we have a couple more good interviews coming up the following week so you don't want to miss it and you don't want to miss all the action that's unfolding in the metaverse that is upland until then everybody be safe and talk to you soon It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Offland.